We got JJ with us today, the mayor of Elgin. Just jump into it, give us your background, and then uh, kind of how you led up to be the mayor of Elgin, and then we'll talk a little bit of football. Well, so, uh, you know, grew up in a nonprofit world, got out of college, wanted to help uh, nonprofits raise money, uh, you know, fundraising, that kind of stuff. Worked for a um, child advocacy group for a while and decided I wanted to try newspapers. And I uh, worked my way up from um, a beat reporter to uh, where I'm at now, a uh, publisher of a newspaper. And really, I tell people the reason I ran for mayor is I was trying to find somebody to be mayor, um, trying to talk somebody else into it. The only person that ever said they wanted to be mayor was a lady that said she wanted to do building more or moratorium on building permits and stop all the building in Elgin. Well, the problem is Fifth Amendment of the Constitution says, you know, that, that's where all your property rights come from. You own the land, you can build on it. Yeah. And so people keep saying, you know, how do we stop the building in Elgin? Here's the thing. you If you own that property, you can build on it. We can't stop you. But we can manage growth in a smart way and uh, and ensure that we grow, you know, grow appropriately and, and, and smartly. As far as being on the Board of Regents for UCL, what all does that acquire of you doing? Well, so USAO is where I went to, to college at. Um, it's... It's not just where I got my education from. It's really where I, you know, came into myself. Yeah. And so uh, that was a, a lifelong goal of mine. You know, let's, you know, when I get old, I want to be a, a region at USAO. And um, I achieved it fairly young. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, you get to see, you know, all the sausage making of running a university. Numbers, <laughs> you, you vote on the budget. Um, you know, in like City Hall, by the way, you know, like being on city council, um, you know, sometimes it's the you think it's going to be a small debate because it's you know relatively inconsequential, and it winds up being the item with the most debate. And sometimes you've got a big project, and I mean, you think okay, it's going to be a fight, and you got to lay it all out, and then you, you've come to find out everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, the USAO budget's bigger um, than the city budget, but again, it's you know working with your peers to uh, to have the best change. So you got a history degree from there, right? Yes. Correct. What made you choose a history degree? Um, my my kind of like, I don't know, passion in life or whatever is history from Articles of Confederation forward. I'm not antiquities. I'm not, you know, pre-America <laughs> stuff. Right. But everything that's, a, that's American history from Articles of Confederation forward, I love. And so um, went to USCO and... There was a history professor at the time, and his thing was the bulk of your grade, I mean, 80% was often based on, you know, two tests and one paper. Right. didn't matter if you showed up to class. It didn't matter. I mean, like, that was your grade. And uh, so I could go out and volunteer and, you know, do crazy things in the community and then um, and not show up to class, which in hindsight, I wish I'd have been a little <laughs> bit more responsible. Right. Um, but, but he laid that out for you, so you took yeah, advantage of it. But, you know, you, you take... You write one 15, 20-page paper, you take two tests, and you can pull off a B or a C pretty easy. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, I still wanted to go out and volunteer. I still love being a part of the community. Um, been that way since I was a little kid. My mom raised me that way. History degree was just the easiest one to do that with. You know, in hindsight, you know, business degree probably would have been more useful. <laughs> um, but again, it's who I am. And having a history degree, I mean, it, you know, it did kind of prepare me to write. Um, and you know, spend some time in newspapers. And like I said, I mean, I was a beat reporter for several years. I was a, a community news editor in Chickasha at a weekly there, and um, always producing content. And now that I'm a publisher, now I 
tell people what to to uh, produce. It's not near as much fun. The right. awards don't have my name on them. Um, but now I get my hands in twenty stories a week instead of three. Yeah, we had sitting on you so JJ and I sit on a couple of boards together and things like that. And so I, one thing I can say is. JJ will entertain you with some interesting history facts and things like that throughout the day as you are sitting in some of those meetings and, and whatnot. And it's uh, and like I said, I mean, history does kind of suit you the way the way right. the way that we discuss things and certain things like that. You know, but it's one of those things where you know you you sit on the board, whether it's chamber of commerce, whether it's right. city council, planning commission, whatever the board is. You know, you've got to you've got to go in there. And understand that okay, I know some stuff. I don't know everything, and then go back out and research it, and like you know, try to put things in perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest part. And the biggest thing is you got to take your blinders off and try to see the biggest possible picture. And how? And so you became mayor in twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. So you've kind of been in in Elgin now. Oh, you've been in Elgin for a while now. But so became mayor in twenty one. So you've kind of seen kind of the resurgence of Elgin athletics and kind of the school system moving from a 4A school to a 5A school. Talk about the importance of, like I said, we've got a great ag program. We The band is, you know, getting awards every, you know, every, every year, what is it, 11 in a row or whatnot. Um, softball, baseball, went to state. Now, obviously, football's in the quarterfinals and in the playoffs last year. Talk about how all that kind of plays into – your job as mayor and then also kind of how that puts a spotlight on our community and what that means for us as a community and as a, as a small city. So, you know, we are, uh, we're a growing city, no doubt. But we are a five, a school in a realistically a three, a town. Yeah. And, but here's the thing though, we're really unique in this sense. You get, you look at our state, your, uh, our stands, right? And they're packed. Yeah. I mean, last week was yeah, darn near standing room only. <laughs> and yeah. I guarantee you, if there wouldn't have been anybody, if they had pushed those concession stand people into the stands, I mean, it had been standing room only. Right. Here's what a strong athletic, strong ag program, and, and definitely strong band program give us. And that is a, a sense of community. Yeah. And so, you know, you go to some of these other, what I'll call boom towns, you know, modern day boom town where, you know, basically you're just picking up the bleed over from a bigger city. Right. And we've seen it. We've seen it on the road. We've seen it here where these teams don't travel. You know, we go up right. and we played Midwest city and we've got more we, people in the stands than them. I wasn't going to name them, but right. you know, you go to Midwest city, we had four people to every one of their one. Right. right. Here's the thing is, I mean, again, we show pictures of our stands and prospective business owners understand that we have a strong sense of community, understand that we are one. And so we, we have that where a lot of these, um, you know, boom towns, these five, eight, the, the schools that were three now five, a, they don't have that. And so, you know, again, it's just tougher because by the way, I, you know, since September one, I've given eight tours to prospective businesses Wow, and you know, these are restaurants, some retail and so forth, but they all come in here and they're like, well, you only have 3,400 people. You only have 3,600 people. And I'm like, no, we are a five, a school, right? You know, we draw from Northern Comanche County, you know, yes, we draw business from Fletcher and Sterling and Medicine Park, but guys, if you take the, the, those three towns out, I mean, even the Comanche County alone, just the people that are solely County residents is still a fairly large number. But again, we pull commerce 
from all these surrounding towns. And again, like all these eight businesses, I pulled up pictures of our stands and just impressed upon them. 5A school. And guys, look how strong our community is. Yeah. Superintendent Morales kind of talked about it a little bit right. last week when we had him on. I mean, how that all helps. I mean, obviously having playoff games and getting people from Piedmont down this week, getting people down from Claremore, I mean, all that helps the economy. I mean, kind of touch on how that helps the economy with the sales tax, kind of bring in some of those new business, kind of touch on that a little and kind of for those that don't know kind of how that part of the so, thing works, I mean, how, what that means for us as a city and, and ultimately what that means for us as a school system and everything else. So, by the way, last week, you went, uh, Piedmont came in. There were Piedmont people in the brewery. There were people in, uh, yep. Piedmont people in uh, Burrito Mico, and there were Piedmont people in um, Boom Paws, right? Mm-hmm. But not just that. Take out um, the handful of fans from Piedmont that came. Because they should have brought more, and I really wish they would, right? <laughs> From a sales tax standpoint, right. bring your entire town to Elgin. Right. Take all them out, though, and our people like were in those restaurants considerably more than they were on another day. Okay. So, right. you know, again, it's it just it, it gives us a bubble of sales tax. By the way, sales tax is how we build roads, how we pay for a police department, fire department. Everything we do, we live and die by sales tax. And so it's all it's all interconnected, it's all important. But here's the thing though. When you have a winning program, you have a sense of identity, you have a sense of, you know, culture around this El- this Elgin. You know, we are Elgin becomes a thing. And so, you know, I moved here in 19 um I think that's when I moved here, either 18 or 19. And you know, I remember seasons that weren't winning seasons. Right. And I remember going to the stands and looking around, like, you know, yeah, there's people here. But then, like, you know, the, the one thing I remember is um, the pep rally night. I mean, that the stands were packed for a pep right. rally. Right. You know, I mean, like, that's that's impressive. Right. And it really shows that we have that sense of community that, like I said, a lot of these boom towns don't. Well, and that's something, like you said, I mean, that you're selling to prospective retailers, prospective Restaurants, whoever that may be, like I said, I mean, yeah, there might be thirty six hundred people in the town, but at the end of the day, they're all involved. They're all bought in. They're all here. They're you know they're spending their money here and in Texas. So come on in and be a part of this. I mean that that's pretty cool that you can show how football is affecting that, and you show the stand, you show the stands, and some of that type of stuff. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty good deal for, like I said, some people might not think of it from that perspective. And, and I mean, it does. I mean, it is fun right now. I mean, to yeah, it's fun claim. to be an Elgin fan. Right. And I mean, it's oh, a good yeah. time to be an Elgin fan. I mean, it is. like I said, I mean, nothing against anybody in the past because I mean, Elgin's always been a very loyal community and things like that. But when things are going well, I mean, it just helps everybody rally together. And I mean, it's a common goal and a common thread. And, and then... It also helps that we're being coached by a bunch of a group of good men, and then the kids that are playing on the team are also come from good families and things like that. Talk a little bit. I mean, you so, had the pleasure this summer, I think, of kind of having the team help you do some community yeah, so, projects and things, right? So we've had them out, uh, I think, three different times. You know, and you know, we'll get an estimate to clean up a ditch line, and I mean, I have one estimate: seventy-six thousand dollars to clean up this ditch. We don't have the money. It's just not going to happen. And so we've went in. We used football team. We've used a variety of volunteer labor, and we've gotten this ditch down to where it'd be about forty thousand now. 
I'm going to get this ditch down to where it's $10,000 worth of cleanup, and then we can be done with it and move on. Um, so, but, I mean, again, we've had them out uh, two big times, I remember. Uh, I called the 1911 culvert. It's uh, north of Boom Paws. You know, they came down and, you know, helped us burn off a, a ton of brush and, you know, everything else. And, you know, you see a lot of volunteer projects around the state. And sometimes it's like the football team picking up trash or the football team, like, you know, a photo op. it's a photo op. Right. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, the coaches come out and I, I remember Castro saying, no, like, hey, we're here at work. And, you know, I mean, they had work gloves and I mean, they were literally moving logs and, you know, really making a difference. Because, um, I mean, I'll give you the photo op you know, volunteer opportunity. Right. But what I really need is to get some work done and move the goalposts, so to speak. Right. And so it's always... And who's better to work than a bunch of strong 14 to 18 year olds? <laughs> well, and then by the way, what's really cool is when you get two or three of them and, and you know, one will say, oh, it's kind of heavy and the other one says, no, I, I, you know. Yeah. And then they're competing with each other. I mean, like, yeah, it gets done. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys are the football geniuses. So, more people are from Claremore or... The Piedmont, or uh, so I, I would think Piedmont would would bring. It depends on how Claremore's set up. I mean, that's a three and a half hour drive. Yeah, right. Um, so obviously, um, that's the trek. Um, so I guess it depends on how they're set up. I mean, I know if we were to go there, we would probably have you know three or four buses that would yeah. that would help yeah. and bus people up. So if they're doing that, then there's a potential that more people would come. Um, Piedmont, I mean, you jump in your car, you come down, you get drive back up that night. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I, my understanding is they do have a strong fan base. Uh, and my understanding is they should travel decent. But I think... Um, in situations like that, they also have they're not they're not through OSN, but they are through they have their own YouTube channel, I believe. So I would assume that will take away a little bit from some of the people traveling since it's so far. Um, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's the quarterfinals, the state playoffs. So I mean, yeah. I know if we were play, next week, if, if we're able to get by this one, and we don't know where we're going to go, next week's going to be at a neutral site, no matter what. But it'll probably be somewhere with the winner of Guthrie Dell City. It'll probably be somewhere Noel Blanchard, Blanchard, Newcastle, maybe kind of somewhere in that type of area. That wouldn't be bad. I, no, that no. wouldn't be bad at all. And I would expect we would bring the house. We, we yeah. could bring um, the house to Blanchard, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But so it'll be interesting to see kind of what Claire. More brings, but I think they'll have just as many as Piedmont because, like I said, Piedmont was a little disappointed with the amount of people. But again, I, I think some of it when you travel on the road these days with the access to high school football that channels like OSN and things like that, and like I said, I mean, yeah, we love we. I encourage everybody to come to the games, even though I do it on OSN, because you can watch it on Saturday, you can watch it on Sunday. Um, we we want to cater to the people that are the grandmothers, and you know, with us being a military community, we cater to a bunch of people that are out of town or overseas and wherever. Um, but I think that does play into it. I mean, I know when I was playing high school ball, we I mean, if we got on TV, it was a great occasion, you know. Yeah. So it was not often. I mean, I think in high school, I might have played on played where it was videoed three different times. Uh, in my four years, and I mean that was just a you know monumental case, and it was only on a little local channel. It wasn't like stream streaming wasn't even around at that point. But so I I think that does play into kind of how the fans travel and things like, especially when it's three and a half hours. I mean if it, if it was an hour, okay. Uh, so that's why I was a little kind of thought Piedmont might bring a little bit more, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how Claremore travels. Now it's also hard to travel when you know you're going to lose. 
Well, we won't go there necessarily. <laughs> uh, we, we, think, we think we think that will. We think we will win. And I, no, no, I, no. I, I, like when I said Piedmont, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there were several fans that you know showed up late and you know left early, and they're like you know just checking the box. I'm like you know I'm glad. I mean, by the way, our, we had a number of fans the entire game. Yeah, we were twenty and zero, and I left and like after the last you know play, and I mean like there were still. Plenty of fans. Yeah, well, in my life, we went to halftime yeah. game and we bailed. Well, my wife, my wife and kids. I mean, like you said, I mean, standing room only can't get anybody. They watched the whole game from the track. I mean, they were on the track yeah. the entire time um, because my wife was like, they were, you know, we got a seven and three year old, so it's a little bit difficult for them, whatever, to sit in the stand. The three year old doesn't want to sit anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they watched it for. So I mean, that's a cool atmosphere too to allow. To kind of that overflow uh, in there. Um, I mean, you've been. You, I mean, kind of talk a little bit. I mean, not not asking you to give us X's and O's and things like that. But I mean, I know you've been at pretty much every game, just about. I mean, talk about kind of what you've seen from the team and how awesome it's it's been this year on this ride. You know, it. Here's what's cool is a lot of uh, a lot of really good teams. It's like they hit their perfection mark or whatever you want to call it year four. Yeah. And, and we're not year four. No, in 5A. I mean, yeah. Year two. Right. You know, this is not our, but this is not our swan song. I mean, like this is not like, we don't have a ton of seniors aging out. Right. Like this is not our swan, swan song. Yeah. And so to me, that's exciting. Yeah. To know that, Hey, we come back next year and it's not a rebuilding year. Right. Like next year is another year of great football. And, that, and that's part of building a program. I mean, right. yeah. it's, it's been a four-year journey for, for Coach Wyatt since since he's been here. And those seniors have kind of been through a lot. But like you said, I mean, you've got a ton of kids on the team. You lose some good seniors. Don't get me wrong. Without doubt. Matt Lund, to be an all-time leading rusher, Keith Ferguson, Jack Angeli, Michael Asola, just to name a few. The Crabtrees. I mean, that, and we can go on and on. But I think I think it was it. Hit, yeah, um, but we still have. I mean, but you still have you still have a foundation. You get your quarterback back. You get two two amazing linebackers back. You get four of your five offensive linemen back. I mean, so there's a lot of things that, like I said, we're building a program now and not just a one and done type deal. Um, and, and that's one thing that will also kind of help the community as well as we can start. I mean, because. As it goes 5A, we talked to Mraz a little bit about this last week. I mean, we're going to be in 5A for a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're at the we're at the low end of of the of the average attendance or whatever. So we're going to be in 5A for a while, even though we're a growing community. So we can build something pretty cool in 5A because um, in our first two years, you know, second in the district, eight and two. Next year, ten and zero, yeah. and let's see how that progresses from there. And then we can kind of be one of those. You know, every year we're starting preseason top ten, and that's a pretty cool place to be in. I'm sure you remember all the negative Nancys that when we went from four A to five A. They're like, "Oh, yeah. we're never going to win again." Yeah. Right, right. Because I mean, yeah, it wasn't it was not prior to that. I mean, it wasn't pretty in four A. Um, but yeah, it just kind of clicked right at the right time, and the kids kind of that had been in that program, Charmer had enough time to kind of build it and get his philosophy and get his standards into the program, and now. Uh, we're seeing uh, what that can do. I was talking and, uh, to some uh, Piedmont fans last week, and they were moaning and groaning about going to 6A. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you another really nice thing is, I mean, I was, there's probably six or eight Piedmont fans, and they, one of them knew who, me, who I was. So like, hey, you know, how'd you get this thing built? And it's like, hey, guys, 
you know, we have amazing voters that passed a bond issue that pulled off a really nice football stadium. And they're like, yeah, we don't have this. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is, you know, yeah, parking was crazy last week. I, mean, <laughs> I parked way over by the high school, you know, whatever. But at Midwest City, the parking was way worse. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even, you know, near the stadium. And, I mean, we have a really nice facility. And not just for football. I mean, we have, you know, nice facility for, you know, Performing art centers also. Arts yeah. And so we have a, a truly modern school. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, in coming years, you know, we'll build more. You know, we'll modernize even more. But what we have right now is really great. And, again, it's it's all because people voted for a bond issue and allowed that, you know, made it possible. Well, and when we... And when we have these home playoff games, things like that, it's an opportunity also for us to show those off. Oh, not only yeah. just for not only just for the fans that are coming down, but I mean, you got to think a ton of people watch so, the OSN game this week too. So I mean, you know, you're watching that, you're seeing that. I mean, it's a it's a cool situation. And, you know, we also had one business owner that you know stuck a 12 foot banner out at Kenyon 17 that said, you know, you can play here, home starting it, <laughs> you know, whatever the number was, and. But they did that for the Mac game, right? Right. And so, the, you know, hopefully the, the best players at Mac say, hey, I'd rather, you know, play in Elgin. Right. You know, let, let's let's move to Elgin. Right. So. That's the nature well, of the Good beast. deal. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. I mean, that's what happens when when things are clicking and things are going well. So. Well, sir, uh, I had a few more questions I was going to ask you, but we're at that time right now. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the final words. We're going to move from yep. there. Like I said earlier, eight new prospective businesses want to come to Elgin. Um, we won't get them all, but here's the thing. We'll get additional to those eight as well. Right. That sales tax is going to make it where then we can go and, you know, hire another SRO school resource officer, um, you know, build more sidewalks, do things to push Elgin along, um, and, and push Elgin in the right direction. Um, city council, by the way, two council meetings ago approved a plan to build a sidewalk from, um, the football field to the new, uh, baseball uh, yeah. Fields, yeah, and so I mean that'll be a pretty dramatic uh, sidewalk. I think they're starting on that because I see some some. Well, so okay, so that's something different. That is a track. That's a half a million dollar sewer line. Okay. project. Yeah, I see some trucks and things yes. like that on that way. Okay, um, but by the way, sidewalks. Uh, if you really want to help a school out long term, sidewalks save the school a tremendous amount of money because it's less dirt less mud that gets tracked into the school. Okay. And so if you talk to uh, Superintendent Morales, he loves sidewalks because <laughs> he understands it helps the bottom line. Um, not to, and by the way, it also makes us, you know, more fit, you know, all this other yeah. stuff. Um, and then also what we want to do is when we build sidewalks going forward, we want to build them with those milestones in there. And so like, you'll be able to know that, Hey, this section is a quarter mile. So if you go there and back, it's a half a mile. Again, if we measure it, then we're more likely to, you know, push ourselves to go the extra, for, you know, step. Okay. And again, just hopefully be a healthier city. Yeah. So there's that aspect. Um, you know, we went from, we had one SRO for years. We went to uh, two SROs this year. My sincere hope is that either next year or the year after we get to three SROs. Um, right now we have one in the high school, one in the middle school. The hope is to add one to the elementary. Sure. Uh, because, you know, the younger you can get a, a kid on the right track, um, frankly, the cheaper it is, yeah. um, the better, you know, it actually works better that way. Right. Um, you know, would you rather coach a kid as a uh, junior in high school or would you rather coach him as a freshman? Right. 
You know, it, it works that way. Um, there's a lot of great things happening in the city. Um, a lot of infrastructure um, repairs that, you know, kind of been deferred that we're trying to make. Um, in December, we're actually uh, putting forth some road plans for that roads tax that they passed earlier this year. Yeah. Um, it will be the most aggressive uh, road plan that um, any city our size has ever thought about doing. Um, and we also put uh, Watts Road on um, the agenda to get it fixed. So Watts Road from Tony Creek to 75th has been in pretty bad shape for yeah for far too long. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, we're yeah. right outside of Watts. We're on the corner of Tony Creek and Watts at the moment. So you know, you know where Watts is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you know Watts, the issue with it, the issue with a lot of roads in uh, Old Town Elgin is the grass has just come in on both sides of the road. Right. Broke it down, and so this 22 foot road is now you know 18. Right. We've got to go back in, mill it, square it up. And make it right. Good. So, um, again, um, we're just going to continue to fight to make Elgin a better place. Tell you what, it's, I've, I've always been, ever since I was in newspapers, and by the way, I, one of the first things I did was sports photography when I was really young journalist, um, and covered uh, Ellick the year they went to a state championship. Okay. Now, by the way, it's a little different because it's eight-man ball. Right. <laughs> so, 48, if you're up 48 over your opponent at half, you go home. It's done. Right. I mean, I was there, dog. I grew up playing that sport. <laughs> so, but the problem with that, by the way, is as a reporter, you get your, if you don't get your photos at half... You're done. You're done. <laughs> and, and then you go home and, you're at, and your editor's like, where's my photo? And I'm like, oh, this is what you got. And then your check's short. So, like, you, you learn to snap what you can in eight-man ball. Yeah. Um, so, but I've always been that guy that goes to every football game. Yeah. And man, right now is the time to go to Elgin football. I mean, like, there's just no reason not to be in the stands. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's, and I'll tell you what, I mean, like, the sheriff's department's been really uh, good to work with us. Mraz has, uh, you know, private security as well. And so we've done what we can to make the games as, you know, safe as possible. Um, and I just, I mean, we're going in the right direction. Well, JJ, we thank you a ton, man, for joining us. Um, always good to catch up. I know we see each other a decent amount around town and things, but uh, always great to catch up and, and glad to hear your perspective, kind of how all this is rolling in together and, and making, an El making Elgin a better place to live and, and making Elgin a better place for all of us as, as residents and families and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So we appreciate everything that you do as mayor. And so, thanks a ton for being here. So let me say one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. So when you go out, Friday night, watch the game. Either eat dinner in town yep. before or eat dinner afterwards. afterwards. But we've got plenty of restaurants, plenty of ways for you to shake it out a few dollars uh, this Friday during the game. Absolutely. So, uh, Sales tax. Thank, <laughs> oh, Thank you. You have a blessed day. Yeah. 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 Yeah.